0: Okay, we're recording surrender episode two with my friend Matt. And before I hit record, Matt, you were just changing my life with a couple of things we were talking about. So uh run that back for us. Run that back. So let's let's take about, about five minutes and let that out. So you said you went on a retreat.
1: All right. Yeah. So four days. yeah, the last, yeah, the last episode we did was three weeks ago. And then mm-hmm. not it was the weekend after our, our call, I went on a Journey. It was a four-day retreat in Denver, outside of Denver, Colorado, in Estes Park. Beautiful place. Lots of mountains. Lots of snow. It's probably up to like our, our knee in snow, and it was a uh, time for us to totally unplug. So there was a group of about twenty to thirty of us, and um, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience and. I was telling Luigi that we started this experience and the whole intent of the experience was to get grounded and connected with ourselves. So we started this experience with a visualization practice. We looked from a year from today, what is it that we were going to be doing and what do we want in a year from today? what was and, and after we were envisioning that and it was really picture you could picture everything you could picture the, the smells the sounds the people in your life the things you're doing and the the conversation that got brought up was or, or what is preventing you from achieving that and things would come to mind things would start popping out boom 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 and when we finished that visualization we had time to write all these things down just write one what was the vision where do we want to be in a year from now write down the things that were that were limiting us and preventing us from from having that success or living that lifestyle and then over the weekend we got to work through those experiences and what we what we realized is that a lot of those things or those belief patterns we call limiting beliefs that were preventing us from living that life we had learned as a child, we mm-hmm. learned from our mother, or father, and through the process of the four day retreat, we were able to dive into these stories and, uh, and reprogram them into new beliefs. So what was a limiting belief became a belief. Mm-hmm. So for, for instance, one of mine, I don't even know a few things, but one of them was the, the ability to be able to express myself and like um, fear, fear of judgment, like, oh, I really want to do this, and um, I, to be honest, what that visualization was, like, it's been two weeks since, I had to go look at what that was, I remember one of the things that came up to prevent me was being able to fully be me and express myself without fear of judgment, and uh, that was the first thing I dug into, and then by the end of the weekend, I had these really strong statements, these like, I am mantra statements that helped solidify and I'm now writing every day for the next 90 days to set this new belief hmm. to allow me to live that, that 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 dream in a year from now.
0: It's great how malleable our lives can become when we allow our brains to over not overstep but face the limiting beliefs we have. Right. Because mm-hmm. we we have this sort of fluid reality that's around us all the time, but we make it concrete with these fears that we're talking about in a way, right? So as you uh, as you started writing down these limiting beliefs, how did you because you said that you had a fear of being judged, right? So how did Matt sit down with Matt and not judge Matt writing down limiting beliefs about Matt? You know how is
1: <laughs> yeah dude, a lot of it came down to to really yeah, like reliving that experience of where I learned that from. So like for me, it was layered. So like we, we had this this one-on-one session and we had one of these a day and we sat down for like, it was an hour per, per belief. So like per belief of wow uh, fear of expressing yourself and then like learning where that came from. Um, so I, yeah, was on just relaxing and, and digging into this story and like feeling the thoughts that came up and the feelings that came up when I learned that and like releasing that so like that for me that was like me ending in a big big very emotional I was very sad I was crying I was I was uh, frustrated I was angry and I like got to express all of that and then when that was over I had this huge sense of clarity and like relief to where I was like it was almost like uh like like if you're planning and like you're picking weeds like you pull the weed and now it's time to plant something new. And that's where the new beliefs come in. And for me, a lot of those, like I have a, I have a list of from the weekend. I have like a good list of like, probably like 30 that, um, that are new beliefs that help me, or they are new, new seeds that I'm planting. And every time I write them down from now on, I'm watering those seeds. Yeah. And, uh, and in hopes that that will grow and replace what was limiting like this big thorn in, or big, uh, yeah, big weed in my garden and now it's a beautiful flower of now I can do this because I've said this so many times and I've made actions that actually support this new belief hmm. so um, yeah I guess, I guess the answer to the question is just like feeling it and truly going through that entire thing and then after it was felt it was like the weed was pulled and then I got to put something new in its place
0: Mm. And was that soil tender? Meaning, like when you were pulling the see like how were you able to be self self caring while you pulled the thorns and planted the seed? Because that pull is a little painful, right? Is it? I should yeah, also ask. No, it,
1: it's very yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it can be a hundred percent painful and tapping into like your own ability and like your like listening to your body. Cause like my head can say, no, you're not good enough. Or like, maybe my head's like, you know what? I think you are good enough. My body's like, eh, no,
0: you're
1: not. Like, so it's like getting in touch with your body. And a lot of that was um, supported with, with a So Somebody was there to guide me through this. We had like the room we, we, we tapped into it and, and uh, a big part was priming safety. So like telling my body, hey, you're safe again right? we're
0: safe right yeah
1: you're safe to experience this like and just surrendering just surrendering to the process and believing that this process is going to help me get to this mm. was uh was what really kicked it off because yeah if, if you're not priming safety and you don't feel safe and like whether you have a facilitator or you're yourself you're not going to be able to fully surrender and like, oh.
0: I hear that. And also, it also gets me thinking, because you weren't alone in that room, right? So there were other people other than the facilitator. Um, the value of that vulnerability of perhaps people you never met before, did you meet them? Did you know all of them? Or were there some that you didn't know?
1: Yeah, there's definitely people that I didn't know. Um, it was a small intimate group. So I actually only have one other person in there. Mm. Most of the groups had at least one other. So it was like typically a group of three plus a facilitator. And you know that the other person, I did not know. Okay. So I had met that person and uh, it was, yeah, so it was, um, it was interesting and I felt ready. And also like at the start of the retreat, we did prime safety with the entire group and we connected with the entire group at a really intimate level. So when it was time to share we felt really comfortable to share Mm. that was important it was like setting the stage it wasn't like all right we're gonna go into a breakout room and be open and vulnerable like the first part of the retreat after that visualization we walked around and connected with each individual like just like we practiced literally looking into each other's eyes Like, Mm. like looking into their eyes and like truly like seeing each other and sharing like things that or vulnerable to us maybe it was like something that scared us about the person and we like shared that and like one person received it one person lit, like just one person was open and said hey this frightens me about you or this excites me about you or i really like this about you or it can just be a hug like look at them look each other in the eye uh-huh. hug each other. so it was like we there was a and it, and it was part of that entire process was Feeling safe and grounded and connected with each individual before going into a, a room like that, that, um, yeah, you do open up to be really vulnerable with.
0: Well, is so I don't, I'm not fully sure how it would work. Would you keep in contact with that person in these occasions, or is it one of those things like, hey, you helped me change my life? Uh, we, you know, vice versa. How to, how does friendship continue from there?
1: With the, with the facilitator or the person who's both. in the room? We'll go with both.
0: I mean, have you met the facilitator before?
1: I've been in a few Zoom calls with that person. This was, okay. this was, uh, this was like a graduate retreat. So it was uh, an environment in which we'd all been together in the past on a, on a virtual setting. Uh-huh. And then this was allowed us to connect more instantly. So yeah. Um, yeah, we don't know each other. I didn't know that the person in the room, that person was not part of the same program I was. They're going through the program I went through right now. And um, so I didn't know that person. The person who was a facilitator, yeah, she had led some calls before in the past. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I imagine I'll connect and keep in touch with them through like social media and uh, future events, because it, it was just so powerful to be in uh an environment and so like held and like a container so well that i imagine i'll be doing something like that in the future because it was yeah it was just so powerful so I love that. yeah I don't, I don't know if I'll, I'll keep in touch i don't have like plans or intentions of keeping in touch with the facilitator or the other person on a regular basis mm-hmm. it'll probably be more in these settings like this where we all come together um because i I organic work
0: yeah, yeah, I can, yeah i've got some
1: support that can help me until until then
0: that's great man oh yeah. well, i like to shift gears a little bit and kind of take a step into so yeah. <laughs> as you're out there um what's what's taking up your time in terms in terms of what you're building and, and what you're what you're wanting to work on as you're on the road we didn't get to fully cover that last episode and i'd like to hear more about what you're what you're doing and building
1: yeah great question man so that's that's always i'm always um Every day that's changing right now. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a state of change, and it's really good to be surrounded and supported by a bunch of people who are doing the same thing. Uh-huh. So when I started this journey, the day before I left, I don't know if I shared in the last episode. The day before I left, we started a um, an exit strategy for for the company that I'm currently working with. So the current company that I work with is I um I've 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 grown this organization that helps and supports first responders across the country with strength and conditioning programs and nutrition support so um, the past two years we've grown so much and it's been an amazing journey and then as I started surrendering and listening to my body and mind I, I started to, to hear and realize that a lot of these things that I was doing um, didn't really align with where I wanted to go so right now I'm currently in the process of um Negotiating with my business partners is what's next for me. So whether that's an exit strategy or a change in partnership with them, um, yeah, it's to be determined. We're having conversations weekly on on what's next. And um, yeah, the last the last few conversations we've had were after this experience, this retreat. So I was really primed in this like state of like I know what I want. And then <laughs> um, then we started this conversation. So right now uh, we're continuing that conversation and I'm being patient with what's next and uh, I'm excited man I'm excited to to know what is next like my current skill set and like what I'm doing with this company is is more of that like COO role or like strategy person so I I build the the 90-day plan, we have like, you know, I'm a spreadsheet guy, i got spreadsheets, I've got <laughs> plans, we've got like action items and holding people accountable, so we've got, uh, our company's got some goals and then um, yeah, still be determined on like where I'm going to fit in those goals, if I'll be part of the team for for the, in the next three months or the next six months or a year, so yeah. there's a lot of um, uncertainty there and yeah, I'm 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 embracing that. At first, I was very scared of this. It was like it's scary. It's like I don't know what's next. I'm like I, I want to have that answer. Yeah, I used to want to have an answer. And and uh, one of the one of the um, mantras that I got from this experience is that I do let go and I surrender. So um, I've got some ideas of what's next. I'm not, and at the same time, I'm still open to other opportunities.
0: Uh-huh. On a, on a on a vague term, I was kind of reading this on a book called Becoming Supernatural. by Joe Dispenza, have you gotten a chance to read that? So if we're going to go on yeah. in terms of, 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 your, of, of, of vague terms, you said um, you already knew what you wanted in your head. In terms of the reality that you're living through right now, what you wanted and what you want now, are those fairly similar? Is that something you want? And if, if it is... What are some things that you like to attract and pull into your life as you're kind of journeying through what you're going through?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. So the biggest takeaway, I'm really loving the travel I'm doing right now. Like the, the stuff that I'm doing, the people I'm, I'm spending time with, I'm loving. And, and um, that's been a recent development. It's like the community and the tribe that I've been part of. So like that is really attractive and I'm loving that. Uh, what was like, what I'm being called to more so is like relationships, oh. love, like, yeah, that's, that's really what I'm attracted to and want more. Or a lot of that retreat was like, you know, this is your year to really, to be around a good community and attract love. And, and, um, you know, that could be in a form of uh, a partner, or like a relationship, or it could be community. Where could be love with myself? Like hmm. so, so love is the big word that comes through, through, like when you ask that question. Um yeah, man. Like, yeah, there's definitely some business stuff there too, and like some financial goals. None of, uh, that's that's not that's only part of it. That'll come. So the, the, yeah, like that'll that'll come and that's not everything either. It's like I used to right. think that oh man, if I had this, then I'm gonna be happy. And I'm like <laughs> That's not what it's about, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. God. I love to hear that. I love to hear that, Matt. Um, as you uh as you go on through this uh, adult life, right, and kind of taking this surrendering journey, what does now Matt say to junior and senior you're Matt at Appalachian State when he's applying for, <laughs> for Duke PT school, making straight A's, like where, where what uh what's what's the conversation to the ancient mayor there oh, man it brings up a
1: lot of feelings and thoughts hmm. slow down is the first thing i say <laughs> <laughs> slow down be grateful like talk man, i'll share something else with you Man, i, I so many wins and as I've, I've been talking to me i'm like yeah this is so cool um this, pat, this past week after that experience that I had at that retreat one of the parts that we, we talked about and and we did was actually to be able to forgive or not ask for forgiveness I asked for apology to like past relationship partners that I've been in with and um I actually did that at the retreat and then three or four days ago I actually called um, my my girlfriend from from app which who I dated my junior and senior year and um, I had this big apology like series that I gave her and realizing it then like like man I did have this source of like love and mm-hmm. I ignored it um, not ignored it but I didn't take full advantage of it because I was so focused on business on work on mm-hmm. Like even my, my body, like training, the way I looked, the way I felt, like all those things were so important that like I missed this integral part of like the human experience mm. or I didn't not even miss it. I just didn't take full advantage of it. And now this year looking forward, like I said, one of my big goals that I'm calling into in my life is, is love. Mm. So uh, I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned over the past since since being a junior or senior is that yeah it, it, business money success things like that don't make you complete as a human being
0: hmm.
1: right like slowing down and embracing <laughs> that big tree trunk behind you <laughs> that is tree I'm, yeah i'm at a um in my current mexican restaurant in the middle of california somewhere. i love that i'm heading to go camping tonight like I'm drinking <laughs> drinking a cerveza here i mean
0: it's, this it's is cheers party. to the modern crowd. i don't have i don't have a drink but <laughs> i'll cheers back to you
1: i love that yeah.
0: i wanted to i wanted to ask you one more thing before before we peace out and let this let's, let this episode speak for itself after but yeah. there's uh uh when you said that you you had the source of love in college that you weren't able to, to fully flourish or, or nourish or take advantage of, was that Matt thinking that those things that she talked about, the business, the work, the grades, was that love, was that the love language in which that Matt was encased or was that kind of outside, was that kind of like outside the peripherals of love? You know, like is
1: Yeah, so yeah, I'm trying a lot of the stuff back to the retreat because it's so fresh and I'm still processing it. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the lessons and the those experiences that i talked about where we sat down for an hour and like really dove into it one of the lessons that i had learned from from my my dad was that and it was it was it wasn't like something he told me it was just something i learned from sensing it and feeling it and being around him and and my mom really was that to be loved you must be successful mm. And when I when I said that, like in that experience, automatically I just was so emotional. I was like, "That's it!" Like I had this belief pattern that I had to, yeah, be successful financially, be successful career wise, and like make a name for myself to experience love. So I had them intertwined. It was like business finances all this is love is love yeah now i'm realizing that um they're they're separate like there is benefit and and like you want to be safe right so like safe and secure and like there is a play in that of like if i'm safe and secure enough financially then um then i'm able to like care for another person or like have them in my life they're not as intertwined as i had thought they were and it, like, yeah. In college, I would always put those things before a relationship or like the experiences I had instead of focusing on, on those experiences. I would, I would put them away. I'd be like, I gotta do this, I have to do this. This is more important than um, our time together or even like my time with myself. Like I sacrificed a lot of like self-care time for things that I thought would be good to a business or financial or like work or whatever perspective. And that wasn't really the case.
0: Hmm. Wow. Well, cheers. I'll end to that, Matt. That was, that's a lesson in which I think we can all take more into as this year is getting crazier and crazier in 2021. There's so much uncertainty, so much worry, but the baseline is, you can't work hard enough to earn love. Love isn't something that's earned through work ethic, through uh, success as you' were talking about is you know, it's innate, it isn't earned. So thank you for dropping that.
1: Yeah, it's like and first, you have to love yourself and like if you don't love yourself, like you're not gonna find mm-hmm. love. So take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now be be, be give yourself grace. Like things are going to happen. That's okay. Love yourself, give yourself grace. And then once you feel so full of love, you're going to attract love. That's what's going to attract love. Like being successful is not going to attract love. It's going to, it may attract people. It's just not, (laughs) not the people that you want though. Like you want the people that are drawn to you because you're radiating full of love and energy. Like that's the people you want to be like, Ooh, I want to be around
0: you. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Any last words, man?
1: No, man. That was, that's so fun. Like I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Grateful for people who are listening and uh, absolutely. Yeah. This is really fun to
0: share this experience. I'm loving this. And the many more hug your loved ones, tell the people you love that you love them and do your best. And that's it. Love that.
1: Absolutely. (laughs)